Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that whenever and wherever you are when you hear this, you are happy and healthy, loving life, and remembering that you're supposed to be loving everybody. Even if you don't like them, you don't have to like anyone, but you have to love everybody. You don't have to tell them that you love them. That's kind of awkward. So you don't always have to tell everyone you love them. But I hope that you're uh, working on that one. If you haven't mastered it yet, it's something, it's, it's on the list. <laughs> for all MITs, for all masters in training, in order to become a, a graduate of MIT, that's what you need to do. Love everybody. So I'm getting ready, you know, in about 21 hours from now, I shall be touching down in Quito and then I'll have to take an hour-long taxi ride across the city to our hostel we found an amazing hostel kind of expensive ten dollars a night per person I mean normal hostels normally hostels are like five dollars to eight dollars on the lower end and this is like one of the cheapest ones I could find but it is a luxury first class all the way like gorgeous gorgeous place hopefully hopefully it's as good as the pictures we'll see when we get there i'll let you guys know when i get there but um i was i had been tearing my room apart for like two or three days looking for this teeny tiny picture that i have to staple to the application because i know i have it it's like 12 bucks or something to get this done downtown and i'm like well if i could just find that picture And it wasn't until last night, really late last night, I looked at my son, I went, oh my God, the pictures that we took were for an American sized passport. And what we need to attach is for an Ecuadorian size ID, which is really tiny. So we don't have the right size picture anyway. And I've been wasting three days looking for the stupid picture. (laughs) I can't remember where I put it. And it's so tiny. It's so hard to find. It's like an inch by an inch. It's so, so small. But so I was like, you know what? I got to get my picture taken and I want to look good. And I haven't cut my hair in a while. And so I cut my hair using a video tutorial uh, that Farrah Dukai put out called How to Cut Your Hair in Long Layers. And I've been cutting my hair for, oh gosh, now maybe four years, five years about, because when I was in Guatemala, this is a true story. I'm going to tell you guys when I was in Guatemala, I was with my kids at the lake, Lake Atitlan, and I was thinking I probably should cut my hair. It was getting long when if I don't cut my hair, it grows down uh, to my ankles like Crystal Gale. And it is 
<clears throat> it's too long. It's just too long. I get it stuck in car doors and actual doors, door doors. You know, you know how embarrassing it is to stand there with your hair stuck in a door while you have to get your, you got to put your keys back in the lock. <laughs> you literally can't. Or like when you're tying your shoe and you accidentally step on your own hair and you stand up and you wrench your neck. <laughs> It's like crazy. I mean, seriously, from the back, I look like Cousin It with my red hair. It's crazy. So, in fact, one of my girlfriends used to call me Cousin It. She'd laugh about it. <laughs> so, because I have so much hair. So, anyway, I, I started cutting my hair because when I was in Guatemala, and this is a true story, I kid you not, there, I was in one little town called San Pedro, La Laguna, <laughs> basically St. Peter of the Lake in Lake Atitlan and there were only two people in all of the town that could cut hair very small place and I went to one of the ladies and she was drunk so drunk she could barely see but when she finally did see me she started screaming at me because I was a gringo. So not only was she drunk, she was also a racist. <laughs> not going to let you touch my hair or come near me with scissors. <laughs> so I went to this other lady who I, I'd known her, I'd seen her almost every day. She looked like a sweet enough lady. I thought, well, we'll just go there. You know, see what it's about. There was hardly anyone ever in her salon, so I kind of figured maybe she's not so good. I don't know. Well, there was a uh, restaurant and hostel. It was like a combination place about a block away from her shop. And that place was called Mr. Mullet's. And he had a special that if you have the balls to go get your hair cut in a mullet, hairstyle he will give you one night free for every night you buy so you buy three nights he'll give you three nights free you buy a week he'll give you a week free if you have this horrible 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 haircut because you know he doesn't give a crap for him he already had many and he's just literally laughing his ass off and i think people took pictures of themselves with their mullets and put on on the um, board <laughs> so anyway she was friends with that guy and but she told me that she you know she did haircuts for him all the time and I'm like okay well if she knows how to cut hair and she's you know even though it's this horrible hairstyle she's doing this for everybody this is cool so my oldest and I went into her shop she said she cuts hair for everybody men women doesn't matter and she had like 30 books of hairstyles. We sat in there for no less than four hours trying to find just the perfect hairstyle for each of us. And this was when my oldest was still trying to fit in as a girl. And so found a really nice haircut. The thing is with her, like back when he was a her, she was um, she was a dead ringer for Avril Levine, and everyone was asking her for an autograph. Everyone asked her for an autograph. Everyone thought for sure this is Avril Levine. People were like, you know, Miss Levine, Miss Levine, Senora Levine, or um, Avril, Avril. You know, we know you. And everyone 
just absolutely loved her because, you know, of course she's Avril Lavigne and she's just like, oh my God, I need to cut my hair because I look just like Avril Lavigne, like identical, like seriously, like a twin. And so we both found perfect haircuts for us, but we didn't want to have, you know, like mother-daughter haircuts because that's embarrassing. So we made sure the haircuts were completely different from each other. And so after four hours of figuring it out, after pouring through all these books, we're like, this is the one I want. And she's like, this is the one I want. And we told her exactly what we wanted. We showed the picture. She had the example. And we freaking both came out of there with the same damn mullet haircut. And I swear to God, I said, as God is my witness, I will never let anyone cut my hair again. <laughs> so I cut my hair and it looks really good. I must say, in fact, my son came home and couldn't believe how good my hair looks. It looks professional. Like someone did it, you know, I did it in layers and I have so much hair and it just takes, it takes like almost two hours to cut my hair. It's just, it's really, really, um, I have a lot of hair, but, um, so that was how I spent my day <laughs> cutting my hair, washing my hair, conditioning my hair, cutting my hair just to get ready for this stupid picture that is going to be on my Ecuadorian ID provided they even say yes to our visa. <sighs> anyway, that's what I did today and almost ready. We're really kind of nervous, but also very excited to go to Quito, literally one hour from the city center, there is um, a monument that literally says Mitar al Mundo, the middle of the world, because we are on literally the, the equator. This is the equidistant from the top of the globe to the bottom of the globe, right on, and we're going to go on the solstice. And I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. So perfect. So I'm going to go and put a lot of energy into the planet from that point. And it's going to be, I don't know what healing energy and ascension energy, whatever God pours through me, I'm going to do it. So maybe you guys will feel it on the 21st or the 22nd. Yay. (laughs) So we also are going to go to Otavalo market. I'm really excited about this. I've mentioned it already a few times, but It's incredible that this is the world's oldest marketplace that has been open every single, like every, like forever. It has never closed for 4,000 years. It's always open. Not always, always, not in the nighttime, but it's always open. I don't think it's only a Saturday marketplace. It might be, but I think it's all the time, like seven days a week. Everybody can, you know, just... People bring from far and near, from all over South America, people bring stuff and they sell stuff. And we'll see. We'll see how it is when we get there. I mean, it might be five guys in a truck. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I think it. I think it's going to be kind of a massive marketplace. And they probably have stone benches that have been there for a couple thousand years. I mean, this. it's pretty cool. I mean... This is going to be probably the oldest site I've ever been to. And I've been to like Puma Pungo, which they believe is the lost city of gold, the Incan city of gold. The uh, Canaries come through this area and they took over the, the little um, tribal peoples that lived here. The Canaries came and conquered them. And then 
the Incas came and conquered the Canaries and then they got wind that the conquistadors were coming from Spain and they all like they worked around the clock uh, for weeks like three weeks while they're waiting for the Spaniards to come and they took the city of gold and they peeled away all the layers of gold and they put it in bags and they walked for like a couple of weeks you know they walked and walked and then they would walk and they would hide it in these underground tunnels and this is the legend and then they came back and until they had stripped their city of gold completely bare so that the conquistadors would think that it was just nothing and, and it was just a lie or a rumor and to this day uh, that gold is still gone no one knows where it went the, the legends, the tribal people believe it went into the underground tunnels and the tunnels are so vast and so wide and so deep and so long that you could literally walk from Ecuador to Venezuela through Colombia. They are so big, you could drive semi-trucks through them. But my friend uh, Pedro, he told me a story about these things, and I've mentioned this before, but in case you're just joining us and you're new, because I've gotten a lot of new listeners, and I'm glad about that, but this story will blow your mind. Um, My friend Pedro told me that his grandfather was the last man who knew the language of the light beings that guarded the tunnel gateway. So it's like literally like an entrance into a tunnel. And if you go in there without first contacting these beings, you will die. And scientists have started to go in there and found all the skeletons and said, there's something here we need to leave. And no one has really, and now, but since, and that was like a long time ago, but now they don't even know where the entrance to the tunnels were, let alone how to talk to the beings to go in and out for safe passage. So I don't know if that's where the gold is buried or not, but not only are there tunnels all the way to Venezuela, there are tunnels that go all the way underground, all the way over to Brazil and throughout South America, possibly, you know, probably to Peru as well. I don't know if it goes as far as Bolivia, but it's pretty, I mean, if you look on a map, (laughs) when you get a chance, it's going to blow your mind from the Amazon in Ecuador, all the way through Venezuela, which is in the Caribbean. (laughs) I mean, this is pretty crazy stuff, right? And since the last of the people died and he, that spoke the language of the light beings, no other tribal people have even dared go near the, the caves or even try to locate them anymore. They're scared because they know what happens to people that traverse. And there's treasures in there, they believe, and all kinds of stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's too bad that Venezuelan people don't know where the end of the tunnel is on their end. That would be a really easy way to get safe passage into Ecuador or anywhere else other than Venezuela. So if there's any Venezuelanos hearing me, hopefully, hopefully you'll, you can start looking for the tunnels and just freaking leave. Just leave. Why not go talk to the jungle people? They know the, the tribal people. They know it's just, it's all secretive though. You know, it's, there's a lot of crazy secrets about South America. I love it. 
I love it. Everything that I hear about, I'm just blown away by. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff. There's a German guy who owns something. I can't remember what it is. They discovered like footprints that were now petrified rock from giants, I think is what it is. There's evidence of giants in the jungle here in Ecuador. Only like 45 minutes from me. I don't know why I haven't gone to check it out yet. I think because I'm just so worried about this paperwork. I've been working on it for like a year and a half. Um, you know, it's like super extensive. Anyway, um, let's get to it. Uh, 96 today is our Ascension Symptoms Scale. We've come down from yesterday just a little bit. So if you felt some, you know, some symptoms, it's, it's still pretty high. But maybe your tinnitus was a little bit less. Maybe if you were foggy and fatigued, it's a little bit less. Maybe if you were in pain a couple days ago, now today it's better. Um, there's a lot of sentimentality, a lot of sentimental feelings. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, that's kind of a newer thing. Also, a little while ago, I was presented while meditating with the idea of stepping into my crystalline form. And what I saw was like a, um, literally like I'm, I'm going to step into a crystalline form. I don't know how to explain. I think it's just a metaphor. I mean, the way this presented to me in my meditation, but instead of being clear glass, it was a violet purple glass. So I don't know what that meant. That might mean something to someone out there, (laughs) one of you. I wanted to say thank you to um, Wildflowers Dream and Wildflowers For You, I think are the two Instagram people. Literally within 24 hours, I had two people with the name Wildflowers in their Instagram name. I don't know what that means. I know it's going to mean something to someone out there. But I wanted to thank both of you um, women for following me and listening to my show. You both wrote me and said that you listen to the show regularly and that you will always listen. And one of you told me that you are commuting. You are driving to work in the morning to listen to the show. So thank you. I'm so glad. I had a feeling that I have, I think I have two forms of listeners so far this is what I've discovered well three okay my friend Cheryl listens she will save up all the episodes and spend three days painting and while she's doing art she just listens to my show and nothing else for like two or three days that's one thing and people save it up for like their art projects something to listen to while they're using their hands and eyes for something else and then I have the commuters on their way to work or on the way home from work helps them to, you know, think about something more impressive to the mind (laughs) than actual work itself. And just kind of makes the time pass, which is good. That's one reason I love doing the longer shows. And then my third kind of listener are the people who like my friend, Peter, and a couple others, they'll listen to the show as they're laying down in bed at night. There's something to kind of gently ease themselves away from their day and into the nighttime and 
it's kind of a nice way to fall asleep. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I've been wanting to add something like a meditation or like a hypnosis, but now that I know people are literally driving on their way to work with this, I'm not going to put you in a bad position. So I, I have been thinking that what I would do <coughs> is as a special gift, I will add an extra episode. So once we hit... I don't know. I was going to say 10,000 people listening. So we still have a few months ago away. Maybe we have a year. I don't know. But I did want to put out a couple freebies. So you could go to the website, Soul Speak Radio, and download it, soulspeakradio.com, and download. But it's not even there yet. So don't even bother going right yet. And when I get back from my my quick little five-day vacation I'm going on, I'm thinking about putting up a, a page for my listeners to, so when you send me pictures, I will put the pictures up. So I wanted to have a cloud page, like a exclusively UFO cloud and sky page, and then a separate page for, um, anything that's paranormal or anomalous, anything that's really strange. If you see like a dog headed creature with a man body or I don't know, a chupacabra, or you get a good picture of, um, an ET or anything, even a ghost or orbs, uh, anything that's just bizarre or paranormal, just like, Art Bell used to do on his website, artbell.com. I would love to go ahead and uh, put those up. So if you want to send it now, just so I have something to start the page with, that's again, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. So speaking of Art Bell, I have been feeling him around me for about two or three days I had been feeling him and I was kind of not I was trying not to pay attention to it because I kept thinking I really miss him a lot I miss hearing him you know I'm I'm trying to do what he did no one could ever hold a candle to him though to be honest and I just for a couple days he's been in the back of my mind I've been thinking about him I've been kind of almost like I was feeling him here. And then I thought, no, no, it's wishful thinking. And I kind of put it off, put the thought out of my head. No, 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 it's not real. And then yesterday, I just got so super sentimental about him all day yesterday. So as you know, in my show last night, I was just like thinking about art and how I used to write news for him. And I used to listen to him since I was really young like 18 I think or no 14 I think was the first time I heard him and he turned his channel into I mean his radio show into like oh goodness um it was only paranormal and conspiracy and supernatural stuff he had gotten away from his political stuff completely in 1995 but before that I think he was still doing some interviews here and there in the paranormal. I'm pretty sure I heard him speaking with Shirley MacLaine um, about uh, out on a limb. I'm pretty sure that was him when I was 18. I wasn't quite aware of the show I was listening to. I just know that I turned on the radio and, oh, this is interesting. Let me, let me hear that. And I wasn't really sure, but 
looking back, I think I've, I've been hearing him since I was 14. When the first time I was in bed and there was, um, I was really, really, really sick and I had taken NyQuil and an hour later I, I thought, well, this isn't working. I need to take more. And I went in and took double the dose. I was only 14. I was very skinny back then, back in the day. And so I got high, like really high on this NyQuil. And this is before they took the alcohol out. So I'm like drunk and high on God knows what they put in this. And my body, like I was so like high on this. I was kind of like paralyzed and I laid in bed and I couldn't move. And my body started to lift up from the feet up. And then I realized that it was like my soul was coming out of my body and I didn't know anything at all about spiritual stuff. I was only 14 and I got completely terrified. I thought I was dying for sure and I couldn't move and I was willing my body to go back, go back, go back, get back in there. I was willing my soul back in my body, get back in my body. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not going to die over some stupid NyQuil just because I am sick right now. <laughs> I was so mad and I'm like, get back in my body. I was screaming at my soul, but in my head, cause I couldn't move. I couldn't even open my, my mouth. I couldn't scream. I couldn't nothing. And so as soon as my soul got back in my body and I was no longer trying to spontaneously astral project, <laughs> I fell asleep. And then the weirdest thing happened four four thirty in the morning all of a sudden there was my, my alarm clock, my, um, radio, I had a radio alarm clock. So <laughs> in the morning it would go off the E, 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 you know, horrible sound would go off. And that was my alarm. So I'd never set it for four thirty in the morning on a school night. That's ridiculous. But here it is four thirty in the morning the radio part of my alarm clock, radio alarm clock turned on. And I'm pretty certain it was Art Bell's voice. It was a guy speaking to this man about astral projection. And the guy described what astral projection was. Now thinking back on it, 4.30 in the morning, that was like 2.30 in the morning, and Art Bell wasn't even on at that time. I might have been hearing a show from the future or something because... That's really, I was in Minnesota. So, I mean, you know, do the math on the time and stuff. So I thought that, I mean, he was, he did have a show then, but I don't know. I'm kind of freaked out about it now. Cause it's like, cause it was a couple spooky things at once. My bot, like I almost spontaneously asked or projected, didn't know what that was, got terrified of it. And then the second thing that happened was my radio came on at night and there was no explanation for it. And it never did that again before or since. And then, um, and then the other thing was these people were talking about astral projection and the one guy was talking about it and the other guy was like, Oh, I would be terrified. And it was Art Bell's voice. I know it was. And he was like, Oh, that would, Oh, you're just scaring me, man. Oh boy. That, that just, that would terrify me. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I would spawn. I, I don't think I would want that to happen spontaneously. And I sure as heck would not try to do it on my own. And the guy's like, but it's natural. And everyone does. He's like, oh boy, not me. No, sir. Not me. 
So it just sounded just like Art Bell. Like, and I didn't officially know I was listening to him until, oh gosh, well, it was, I was already with my husband. So, I mean, we were, so 1997 is when I officially knew it was Art Bell. <laughs> I knew that's who I was listening to. But when I was 18, I heard his Shirley MacLaine inter- interview. I only heard him a couple different times. and But I know that when the show is over, they replay it again. They will do a rerun immediately. Because it's the middle of the night. And most radio stations don't know what else to run. Most people are asleep. So they just run it twice. They just like, they run it through the rinse cycle twice. So that might have been what it was. It sounded like the beginning of a show, um, but it was like a four three in the morning. It was like after his initial hour. So it, that it could be exactly what it was, but it was spooky. But it was just the timing of it was really strange and very eerie, and I felt kind of a connection with this person. So last night when I finished the show. I felt his presence so strong. He's like, you can't ignore me anymore. And I'm like, Art, that is you, right? I just kept thinking about you for days. And he's like, well, yeah, I I have a few things to say. And I'm like, all right. So we had a conversation last night, his spirit and I. And I said, I've really, really missed you, Art. I've missed you so much. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, but you know what? Let me, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a picture um, of my dowsing pendulum that I use for the show. I'm going to put a picture up on Instagram. And if you guys want to go see the Instagram picture, it is, um, at mermaid girl, eight, eight, eight. So it's up there now. It's also on my Facebook as well as my, um, Twitter. So if you want to go on my Twitter at mermaid girl, eight, eight, eight. I'm going to eventually, I got to fix it all when I come back from keto. My son's like, that's not professional. You got to make your brand your brand. Okay, so we're going to fix it all. But that's what it is right now. Okay, so the thing is, though, after I posted it and I did hashtag Art Bell, a thing came up and said, do you want to follow hashtag Art Bell? And I said, yes. Anything anyone says about art, of course. And I'm saying yes, as art spirit is sitting with me. And then there was a picture. I looked at all these pictures of art. I was like, oh, art, look at this. And I was showing him artwork that people had done of him. And then I saw a picture of his gravestone and I just burst out crying. And then when I wiped away my tears and I looked at it, I'm like, wait a minute, when was your birthday? Oh my God, you guys, his birthday was yesterday, yesterday. And I did that whole thing, a sentimental thing about him yesterday. And that was his birthday. And he's sitting with me when I discovered it was his birthday. And he said to me, you gave me such a nice tribute on my birthday. And I wanted to thank everybody who remembered me on my birthday. And I wanted you to go public tomorrow on your show and tell everybody, thank you for remembering me on my birthday. I feel the love of you guys all the way from heaven. I feel the love. I wish I was still with you guys. And I just wanted you to know, we know when you think of us in heaven, we know. So 
That was my crazy night last night when I hung up, (laughs) when I said goodbye and published my episode. So Art and I talked for a while and then he said, you know what? Tomorrow I'll come back and I'll do the show with you. (laughs) I'm like, what? He says, well, you channel other people. Why not me? So you guys, (laughs) guess who my interview is with tonight? The spirit of art bell, the number one radio talk show host in the world since at least the 80s or 90s. So I'm going to take a quick break. (laughs) Let's all run to the bathroom and get our water or our popcorn or I don't know what you guys do, but go ahead, grab your celery sticks and carrots. I don't know what you eat, (laughs) but go get it ready because this one is going to be crazy. <laughs> and and Art Bell's with me right now, and he wants me to say this to you guys <laughs> from his show. Wanna take a ride? <laughs> I'll be right back, guys, <laughs> with an interview with Art Bell from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> Oh, oh, and he says, now you have to do this spooky laugh like I used to. So, our... <laughs> I can't do it. It's making me laugh too hard. <laughs> there it is. That was my, my Art Bell impression. It doesn't sound too much like him, but... <laughs> He's laughing. He's so happy. He's so excited about doing the show. All right. I'll be right back after this. Oh gosh, guys, I forgot (laughs) two of the things I always put in the introduction. I've been just scattered the past few days. Okay. Schumann Resonance today, 8 a.m. UTC time, the scientists write. Today we've already seen a very strong peak in a quite short period of activity. The movement started at 3 UTC time and within two hours, they first reached 67 hertz. At 4.30 UTC, (laughs) <laughs> the 92 hertz at 6.15 UTC. Oh, my God. Does that ever explain a lot? <laughs> oh, whoa. I had some wild dreams last night. 92 hertz. What? All right. Then at 1700 for the evening report, UTC time, they write. After the powerful activity of the previously reported period, the day continued with other significant peaks, even if of a lower amplitude. The most significant ones were at 945 UTC, at 46 Hertz, and at 2010 UTC time at 32 
hertz. 92. 92. Oh my God. I had no idea it was that big today. I felt great. I mean, as far as symptoms, I know it was less than normal. I mean, to be honest, I was just happy that my tinnitus was practically non-existent. And in A Course in Miracles, Lesson 10, I'm only going to read you the first beginning part. It's up to you to get to the lessons. Okay, Lesson 10. My thoughts do not mean anything. So, basically... During the day, after you read the lesson, the, the, le- the thing to do, the exercise is my thought about blank does not mean anything. My thought about blank does not mean anything. So whenever a thought pops into your mind a couple times a day, huh? My thought about my outfit does not mean anything. Thought about my hair does not mean anything. The thought about that, my thought about that phone call does not mean anything. My thought about that book does not mean anything. And then when you're done with that, you say, this idea will help to help to release me from all that I now believe. This thought will help me. Here we go again. This idea will help to release me from all that I now believe. All right. So there it is, guys. That's both things I forgot (laughs) from. From the introduction. Okay. Now we're going to get to it. Art is here with him connected to the icon, the illustrious Art Bell, who first had a radio show called West Coast AM. And in 1995, he decided to change it to a strange show. 100% strange versus just before where it was um, mostly political stuff and a few interviews he's saying and the occasional strange paranormal type of thing. Okay, he says such as the interview you heard like when you're 14. Yeah, okay, so basically stuff like that, you know, but usually it was mostly political it was pretty charged. I think it was only in the West Coast then, right? He says, yes, that is correct. Okay. Mm. Okay. Sorry, guys. I take a sip of my tea. All right. So, um, in his heyday, at the top of his career, Mr. Bell had his show called Coast to Coast AM. And he was a long time in radio, ham radio, shortwave radio he did um pretty much he played around with radio since he was a little boy like 14 yeah about 14 he says so his whole life he's been very interested in anything to do with radio waves and the fact that it's a wave and anyway um in his heyday he had syndication of radio stations you know, now, of course, this is before all the internet and everything got in, involved. So that's a very, very big deal. And he had over 500 stations. And in his heyday, at the top of his game, Mr. Art Bell had five 
million listeners every night. Five million. (laughs) That's significant because his show is still going strong, even not strong, but it's still going. And I think they're clocking in and around maybe 450 or 475 stations around the world still, but only like 1.75 or 2.75 million listeners. It's not, I think it's under 2 million to be honest. So it's not nearly as much as it used to be when art was it, when art was in the helm, it was literally the only game in town, (laughs) no matter what town around the world you lived in. It was the talk that everybody, uh, you could go to Africa and meet somebody and they'd say, do you ever listen to this show? You could go to Australia. In fact, when we were in Colombia, one of the guys um, or two of the guys were talking to my sons saying, Hey, have you guys ever heard Coast to Coast AM? It's our favorite show. We really miss Art Bell, but he was like the best in the world. In Colombia, I mean, all over the world, people know Art Bell. I think people learned English on purpose to hear his show <laughs> because it was so strange, paranormal and ghosts and really crazy stuff, pseudoscience, you know, things that are considered pseudoscience by the scientific community. And he won awards for his show, including and not limited to, <laughs> uh, he won an award for, um, having, uh, basically pseudoscience on the show <laughs> from the skeptics. And it was one of his most favorite awards that he got. <laughs> he just wanted to have a show about weird stuff that he was interested in. And that was it pretty much and stuff that no one could get terribly upset about. They'll either say, well, this is BS, but super interesting to listen to. What will he do next? Or stuff people are really, really interested in. Like we wanted to know about rods and we wanted to know about orbs and Mel's hole (laughs) was one of the most famous episodes he ever did was about this giant hole. But when people went to look for it, no one could find it. But Mel, this guy, he had it on his property, he said. But then he couldn't find it again. It was just, it's like weird and mysterious stuff. A lot like the things that I explore. Although now I'm exploring it from a way different, maybe way weirder perspective. Because now I have Mr. Art Bell here. His spirit's in the room. I cannot see him with my eyes. But I also don't allow people to take over my body. Oh, no, no. I do. Uh, telepath with spirits, sometimes with gods or beings on other planets or out in the upper atmosphere, circling the earth. I've done that with Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command a few times. He's alive. And so I could telepath with pretty much anybody or anything, as, as long as that anybody or anything is willing to telepath with me. And so I am connected to Art Bell. And I'm just going to talk whatever he says, and then I'll probably do a little bit of back and forth with him as well. Is that okay? Yeah, he says, I love that format. Great. (sighs) Okay, Art. 
He says, yes, ma'am. You want to start? Why don't you start? I'll let you take over for a moment, okay? I know you miss this. (laughs) He says, oh, indeed, I miss this. (laughs) Okay, he says, (laughs) okay, west, okay. He says, from west of the Rockies to the east of the Rockies and all over the globe, I bid you all and adieu and I would like to say that I am no longer in the kingdom of Nye I am now coming to you live from the kingdom on high (laughs) he's laughing he says I was going to give my whole spiel my whole spiel that I always give or always did give but I can't anymore because I'm not even an American anymore and that just blows my mind my mind is absolutely blown away when I think I am not only not alive and I'm not in the United States anymore I'm not even in the Philippines and I'm not even an American I spent most of my life thinking about political things and here I am without a care in the world because I am no longer of the world <laughs> It took me coming on the show to realize that I, he's just, now he's just like, I'm speechless. He says, I'm speechless. He says, I'm not, he says, I don't know. Am I even an earthling anymore? This is going to require some thought. Okay, I'm a soul. I'm not in a human body. Does that mean I'm no longer human <laughs> anymore? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Are you freaking me out now, man? <laughs> He says, well, I certainly have a much different perspective from this vantage view, vantage point, viewpoint, point of view. (laughs) I heard like three things at once there. (sighs) I'm going to tell you guys right now, this sure beats my astral travel experience that I had in Paris. For those of you who are longtime listeners, you're going to remember that story. When I was in a hotel room in Paris, I was tossing and turning a little bit, had a hard time sleeping, and I finally went to sleep. Ramona was sleeping soundly by my side back when I was married to Ramona. And I lifted up out of my body and I went up out of the hotel room and I flew over the city of Paris and I saw the city of lights from a very different vantage point. But let me tell you this right now. This is very very different (laughs) than anything I ever could imagine. I will say this though. 
there really is a kingdom of heaven. There really is a place to go to after you die. That was my biggest, most burning question in my mind. And I asked almost every one of my guests that had anything remotely to do with his question. Where do we go after we die? Are we just worm food? (laughs) Is there nothing more? Remember that caller I had who said I was going to burn in the lake of fire forever? (laughs) Well, guess what? It didn't happen. (laughs) I mean, thank God it didn't happen. But here I am. Heaven is everything it's cracked up to be. It's everything people purport it to be, but it's way more. Oh, no, no, Christian. Heaven isn't what the Christians believe because heaven is not merely a Christian place. There are people from all over the world here. We have people from all walks of life. People that while they were alive on earth, they were rich, they were poor, and everything in between. There are atheists up here. There are libertarians up here. There are people from every place and point imaginable that anyone could think of. There are Christians up here. There are conservative Republicans up here. There are Democrats up here. And of course, Green Party members also live in heaven. Not only was I happily surprised, happily, happily surprised that heaven is real and exists, but I was ecstatic when I got to see my family again that had passed before me, some of my friends that had gone on before me as well as, well, my beloved Ramona. She was so happy to see me. She told me what happened that night, that fateful night that changed my world. She, oh God, God, I can't, he says, I I can't, I can't, honestly, I don't want to go into it. It was more horrible than I could imagine while I was on earth. And when she told me the rest of the story, my dear, brave, sweet Ramona, and I'm so glad and so grateful to know that although she died, she did not die, and she remains forever alive 
and as do I, and everybody we know. I have been having such a good time talking to the most amazing people ever. I've met Robin Williams and Hunter S. Thompson, and I'm mentioning this because I know you are a big fan of them. He's saying this to me directly. Yeah, I do. I love both of these men. They both have helped me tremendously. Their spirits have come and been with me on some of my darkest of days. Uh, Hunter, with his his bitter sarcasm, always made me laugh. <laughs> and Robin Williams with his weird noises and funny jokes and <laughs> he's got a way of putting something in my head that just I, it's like I can't deny how hilarious it is even if I'm crying I'll start laughing they both have been good friends to me since they've passed I didn't not even know them in life which is so it's weird he says but see that's so art, art continues so that's rather the point though is that we don't know them we don't know people not everybody we only know a handful when we're on earth but when we get up here the veil is taken away from our eyes we're no longer blind and we see everybody and we know everybody by sight we recognize them instantly in a flash just like that just just like that So I've been playing banjo with Roy Clark. I've been learning various instruments, playing guitar, really getting involved with the music community here in heaven. There's a music community here in the afterlife. I honestly, I did not know what to think when I was there. I hoped beyond hope that what everybody was telling me was correct. But I'm telling you right now, Elena, I did not know. I did not know. I could not allow myself to wrap my mind around the idea that it was real that it actually existed because somehow I felt I did not want to have hope where it was unwarranted and I did not wish to have an idea in my mind that would somehow render my mind mushy And what I mean by that is if I were to imagine that heaven was real, perhaps I would not have tried so hard when I was on earth. I wanted to keep myself sane and rational, but not too skeptical. A parachute like a mind only functions when open. But if your mind is too open, your brains will fall out. (laughs) So I 
walked the balance like a man walks a tightrope. And I didn't honestly know what to believe about this. So there I was one moment in the hospital bed. And I know you guys are going to want to hear this because this is the one thing that upset so many of you by the way that I died. It was an accidental overdose. I took my medicine and I don't really even remember if I took it twice or three times or if it was just merely an interaction. Maybe I took a prescription that was old. I mean, my back was hurting. Oh, I was in so much pain and I just, I just couldn't stand it anymore. You know, you know, when you just like, you can't get comfortable and your back is hurting and it's it just you're wrenching in pain and you just don't know what to do. And so you take a pill and then maybe you fall asleep. Maybe you just, you forget you took it. I mean, let's be honest. Let's face it, people. I, I mean, I was, what, 73 years old. So, yeah. I'm sorry about the way that I went out. I honestly did not commit suicide. So for any of you out there who think maybe that's what happened, I was not depressed. I did not try to kill myself. I just simply was, I was just in pain guys. That's all. Then I felt weird and I had my wife, my beautiful wife and God bless her. She was such a treasure to me, such a precious person. And and now she has to, she, she's raising my, my child. And I, I felt guilty this past father's day because of it. But there's nothing I can do, nothing to be done. I, I wish, I mean, if, if, if this message gets to her, please know that I love you. I, I love you and I'm sorry. I'm sorry I left you in this position. And we'll see each other again. Please know that this is real. I mean, if any of you knew about my life and all the things I went through, most of my private <clears throat> private life, <clears throat> I, I kept to myself and I kept it out of the media as much as humanly possible. But there's no secret I was married several times. But from this place, this vantage point I'm in now, it wasn't all so bad. Even the hard times, even the, the, the drama or the fighting or the fear or... The human experience, all told, 
twasn't so bad. Twasn't so bad at all. I'm glad I had the experience. Oh, I, I, I had a charmed life in many, many ways. My heart was able to love deeply. I celebrated romance and the births of my children. I had my wonderful radio show. I swear to God, it kept me going. All those years, the one thing that kept me alive was all of you, all of my fans and listeners. I could never fully and truly give up, even though I tried to retire, as you know, a couple times. I just, I kept thinking about how much I missed you guys. Maybe as much as you missed me, maybe more. I'd venture a guess to say maybe more I missed you. But who's to say for real? I ran into Ann Streber up here. And while I was sorry to hear of her passing, I was happy because I got to see her in person. And I got to embrace her and tell her thank you for all the years that she and Whitley have been a part of my life and a part of my show. And how much great respect, how, how grand was my respect for both of them, for all they had lived through. And if you are in the know and you have been listening to Whitley's show still, he even has a YouTube channel. You can hear him on his station, his, his email, or uh, uh, he's saying, what, what is it? Uh, website, website, website. Yeah, okay. I had to fill that in for him. <laughs> yes. Huh, I've been away too long. I forgot it was called that. <laughs> but you could still listen to Whitley's show. And Richard C. Richard Hoagland, he's got his show. They're still, they're still keeping on. Keeping up the good fight. Working towards disclosure. I see it coming. I see it coming, guys. I see it. I've seen it. We could see a little bit into the future here. We still don't know everything because, yeah, as you know, you all have free choice. But we, we, we see it from here. We're so excited. And decided to do what I'm doing right now tonight and contacting somebody who can hear me. In Elena, of course, but she contacted Whitley and, and, and he wrote a book about it. They wrote the book together, rather. So I wanted you guys to go look that up. Go look up Whitley's book. He was such a good friend to me. I would do anything to help him from beyond the grave. 
I don't know, guys. This world, as it were, or for me now up here, if this is an up, it feels like an up. I can't really describe so much of it. But when I look down and I, you know what I mean? I, I, I obviously I'm not looking down on you and I don't mean in a disrespectful way. Of course, please understand that when I say I'm looking down, I feel like maybe I'm in a higher dimension somehow. And I see the construct of the dimensions from here. It's, something new every day I learn something new there is a like a laboratory where well they teach us they teach us we we go to school I'm back in school guys I'm up here and I'm learning about interdimensional travel I am learning about how we are all multidimensional beings. And it blows my mind how many people I know. How many people I, I know everybody. Did you know you know everybody? I, I mean, just that fact alone. I mean, it seems normal maybe to know a hundred people maybe a thousand if you're a public figure or a celebrity or maybe if you were a teacher for 20 years or something and then you might know a couple thousand people but wrap your mind around this one for a moment if you will over seven billion Five billion, maybe. I mean, if you were to believe the numbers that possibly two billion are star seeds from other planets, or maybe what some of you call the background people that do or don't exist as a part of the matrix form, I'm still looking into that one, but. The people that have been reincarnating again and again in this cycle, you know them all. So, safe to say, you know five billion people. And also safe to say is that... (laughs) They're all you. (laughs) These are concepts I knew while in life, while I inhabited my body. But when you come to a different place of thought based on where you find yourself, I shan't say physically, But I will say that 
I'm here. I'm in a different place. I'm with my friends. I keep running into people that I interviewed while alive, and that's blowing my mind. I mean, I've talked to Sylvia Brown. She's doing great. I've run into Evelyn Paglini at least three or four times. We had lunch last time together. Every Everyone that I knew and I loved and people I interviewed and people I admired from a distance. Some people that I had asked to do an interview who refused to be on the show. <laughs> they, they can't avoid me up here. And they've apologized. And it's okay. I mean, it's really hard sometimes to want additional fame or media, especially if there were people that were very fascinating but obscure. Uh, okay, I have to ask you right now, Art, about Madman Markham. Have you run into him? Actually, no. That is a very good question. Oh, now I'm I'm going to go find Madman Markham. I'm going to have to come back on the show and tell you if I found Madman Markham. I don't even know. Oh, wow, I didn't even think to ask about that yet. There's so many things to do when you get here. You know, the only ideas that I had was from, you know, way back my childhood. That God is a man with a big, long gray beard and sitting on a throne. And I never believed that to be true. And now that I'm here, no one's really ever seen that. (laughs) I mean, there might be a throne room where people believe that and they go and look at the guy on the throne. I'm sure that exists because whatever you want to happen happens here. And that's weird. That's really strange. But every, everything that you loved on earth is here and I mean the desserts (laughs) the food you can smoke cigarettes here and not get cancer and also not bother anybody because it doesn't hurt anyone's eyes and there's no horrible smell and as you guys know those of you who listen to my show for all those years I mean I smoked oh like a chimney but I I don't smoke every now and again I think to light up but it's not the same and it is better I thought maybe if God existed he would blame me and I would go to maybe hell for hurting my body as it were but to be honest Everybody has their vices and everyone's forgiven. 
You guys need to relax. Focus on the good stuff. Focus on the things that matter. <sighs> Family matters. I would give anything to hug my my boy again, my oldest, my little girl, my youngest. Oh, my whole family, rather. I I would give anything for one more day. But I know from this new perspective of mine that I get to someday hold them in my arms, although they might be old and gray when they get here. I don't know. Everybody has a different path, I discovered. Everyone has... It all mapped out in advance, so that's weird. Not something I would have expected, given my limited view. Even though I had an open mind, my view was awful limited. As is yours, probably everybody has only part of the picture. And even still, even while I'm up here, it's very possible that I only still just have part of the picture. I mean, there are many days I sit here, there's a garden here that I really love, and I'm surrounded by beautiful birds. Oh, you wouldn't imagine the birds here. They call it the bird garden, and... I mean, from peacocks to bluebirds to, I don't know, like tropical birds. Birds that went extinct on Earth live here. Beautiful, beautiful creatures. And they just walk around and they're not afraid. They don't jump when you move your arm. It's the damnedest thing, actually. Not anything I would have expected before I, you know, before my demise, my untimely demise. I did not imagine such a beautiful place to be. I mean, you know me, you all know, if you know me or knew me or listen to my show at least, cats were my thing. I mean, so for me to have a garden where I could come and be surrounded by birds, you know, that's strange for me. But do I have cats up here? Oh, I can't say that I have cats. Rather, well, you know how cats are. They have you. You're more like their pet. You do their bidding. (laughs) But... I have friends, I will say. The cats here, oh, this is another weird one. They they speak. They speak out loud. You can understand them. It's not a series of meows that you have to interpret based on your past experiences with those exact same meows. <laughs> you don't need to write out a chart. That long meow means you need to go outside. The short meow means I need a pet. <laughs> oh, you no, you don't need 
a chart to interpret what was happening in their feline minds. We, we have a direct communication and not just with cats, with all animals, all creatures that are up here. We don't fear lions. We don't fear panthers or bears. We live pretty much basically in harmony with all the creatures here. I I don't know um, what else, guys, that you want to hear about heaven. Perhaps you want to write and ask Elena questions about it through her email and maybe she can ask me at a later for you know further date a later date she can ask me those questions and I can answer them I'm more than happy to answer them because I mean isn't it true that we were all just seeking answers about the unknown we want to make the unknown known that is man's greatest achievement is his exploration of the world around him and then after he is satisfied with that he will turn that inward and have the inner exploration of who he is and even still it's not all of the information it's not nearly enough of it because there's just so much more to explore we will never be done with it and in a way from here I find that wonderful frankly it's wonderful I loved my time on earth as hard as it is as much pain as I was in most days and uh, with my shortcomings and sometimes my short temper and some of the things that I have to get through now and I look back upon my life and all in all it it wasn't all that bad I loved that I was beloved. And I I feel it from you guys, and I wanted to thank you. Thank you for the love, the memories. I still feel it. I feel it from here. I feel it from here, guys. I would never, I could never let it go totally. I I mean, you know, I was getting ready yet to have another show. Even though I had been retired, I wanted once again to come out of retirement. You know, I could not let it go because I could not let you guys go. And here... I am <laughs> from heaven, all the way from heaven. Talk about radio waves. 
The waves up here are just fine. We are... We are all like in a state of communion with each other up here, if that makes sense. I mean, not in any way that you can maybe imagine, but someone could walk by you and you just know everything. You know how they're feeling, where they're going, what they're doing, but there's, it's not really telepath, telepathic communication, not what I'm doing with Elena right now. That what I'm trying, I don't know how to say it other than your energy field embraces the energy field of the others around you. And if they're not around you and it's someone you wish to think about immediately, your awareness expands to the extent at which you feel what they're thinking and doing and where they're at. And if you have a thought, even for a flash of a second, that you wish to speak to them, just like, boom, just like that, they're in your presence or you're in theirs. Just like a flash of lightning, not even as long as a flash of lightning takes to strike the ground. That person is just right there with you. And the presence... The, the presence of the people here, when they're with you, they are 100% with you. I don't think it was ever even attainable, even if you really, really tried on earth to be this present with another person. I mean... Everyone had a cell phone in their hand. They always had work on their minds. They were always pulled in this direction and that, always getting emails or phone calls, or they have to make a meeting, or they have to be at work, or they have to, you know, run errands. And, oh, we got it. What do we want for dinner? And then they're thinking about food. And everybody is always constantly, well, Oh, what is the word? Everybody is always constantly on the go. They're racing around. They're, they're just, it's like, they're just frazzled and they're to and fro everything. And I, I seriously doubt that any person on earth right now can be present with another person more than say 10 or 12%. 10 or 12%. But here where I am now, we are 100% fully present with each other. It goes beyond the ideas of respect. It goes beyond the ideas of wanting to be there for another or out of love or friendship. It's whole. It's pure. The energy is so intense, but you really get the sense that you are them and they are you. 
And why would you ever want to be scattered about energetically speaking from that? You wouldn't. Well, I don't know, guys. I I do wish you all a good night, wherever you may be in the world. I I must go. I I have uh, things to do here, and I don't wish to take up more of your time at this moment, but... Please feel free to reach out, send Elena emails with your questions for me, and she will ask me next time. I I will try to come back. I hope I'm a welcome guest on the show. Of course you are, Art. Of course, of course you are. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Art, you're always like... You're one of my idols. You're one of the reasons I'm here, even having a show with similar similar topics, a lot of different topics, but similar to you a little bit. Well, I appreciate that. This is Art speaking again. He says, well, I appreciate that. I'm just grateful I could still do this <laughs> from, <laughs> from beyond the grave. I mean... Seriously, want to take a ride? (laughs) I think this has just got to be about the best ride anyone could take. And I'm here and I'm there all at once to tell you about it. I, uh, My heart goes out to all of you and I appreciate all the love and all of what you've done to memorialize me on earth. I mean, I see it, you know, we have these screens, they're like computers and we can see, and I I don't look every day, but when I see it, I see all that you guys put up on the internet and and I just, it just touches me so deep that you would even think of me still and remember me a year later. It's really, it's powerful. And it's, it's powerful because I know I touched you in one way or another. I know that I got through and I, for better or for worse, I, I I changed your life. And for better or for worse, you all changed mine too. For that, I'm very, very grateful. So once again, I'm off. I, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell you that, well, wherever you are, I wish you all a good night. <sighs> Thank you, Art. All right, he left. Uh, he's like kind of waving and smiling and he's walking away. Uh, I see him not physically with my eyes, but in my <laughs> in my third eye, I guess, my higher vision. Well, I think I'm going to have to maybe forward this to um, 
Whitley Strieber and Richard C., maybe. I know that Whitley would like to hear this one. He's probably come to Whitley, actually. I don't think Whitley would channel him on the air like I would. (laughs) But he might enjoy hearing this. He might enjoy hearing this. Um... I don't know. I learned some a couple things I didn't know before. A couple things I'd already knew I knew about heaven because I've been I've been going back and forth between here and there a long time since my near death experiences started to occur a number of years ago. I don't know, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this one. I I love each and every one of you and oh, I just wanted to thank you for being my listener and for I don't know, liking the show, subscribing, downloading the show, you know, downloading it, listening it to it on your commute or your jog or, you know, laying out in the park with your dog. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do, but I hope that whatever it is that you do and wherever and whenever you do it, that it's, it's a good one that you have a good day. And that's all we can hope for is that each day is a good day or the best we can make it. Someone said that something the other day that I loved, and she said, you know, if your day starts off bad, you could always reset your day and start it at an hour, an hour later or a few minutes later. You don't have to accept a bad day for the whole day. Except that it happened for a few minutes. Now you can move on and start the day over. Start it fresh. I thought that was great advice. I wanted to pass it along to you guys. All right. I'm going to go now. It's about all I have to say about that. I want to get this out on, you know, I've got to get this published and out there into the world so everyone can hear from Art Bell, who I just, I love so much. I hope you could feel the love coming from him. I mean, it was palpable and made me cry. I love that guy so much. He was in is still a remarkable man. All right. Well, that's all I got to say about that. So I'm signing off now with peace and joy and love and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.